We are sponsored by Raise Energy, powered by the enhanced refresh technology. Raise Energy delivers with a performance-enhancing energy drink that aids in the most often overlooked categories. Raise Energy targets focus, enhances your recovery time, improves clean energy levels, and boosts your stamina and hydration. Most importantly, each single can of Raise Energy has absolutely zero calories, zero sugar, and zero carbohydrates, which that gives you a smarter and more healthier option. You should not have to settle for an energy drink that contains more sugar and carbs than you can count. Opt for the number one fan-voted energy drink on the market today with Raise Energy. If you want to get yourself a can of Raise Energy, go to repsports.com, R-E-P-P, sports.com. Use my promo code HPP1000, HPP1000 at checkout, and you will receive a generous discount. All right. Welcome to the HodgePodge Podcast. I'm your host as always, Dylan Hodge, but you guys already know that. I'm on Instagram and I'm on Twitter at I am Mr. Dylan Hodge. Um, if you're liking what you are hearing and you're listening to this on any type of podcast, um, whether it be iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, why don't you just hit the subscribe button right there, or the add button, the plus button, and just leave us a five-star review. Submit a little feedback and that's going to help us grow a little bit. If you are listening to us on YouTube, um, hit the subscribe button um, that way, and also hit the notification bell. You'll always get um, notifications when I, when we do put up videos. Um, so yeah, we got we got kind of a long episode today, so I don't really want to keep you guys too long, but I do want to um, I do want to go over a couple of things. So next week's episode is going to be a special one. Next week's episode is going to be the Spider Man No Way Home spoiler movie review. The breakdown, and you guys know I do these every year. I did, or whenever they come out, I did one with um. I started with Infinity War, and then I did Endgame, and then I did um. Far from Home, and then this year I'm going to do No Way Home, and I plan to do those. Uh, I, I I I didn't do one with Shang Chi or Black Widow. Um, I should have, but I didn't. And next year those are going to be in the um. Th- there's going to be a lot of those as well. Uh, because y'all seem to like those from the Marvel uh, standpoints. But let's get down to business. On the podcast today, we've got my boy Al Amy from Around the Turnbuckle Podcast. It's a podcast about wrestling, and they interview wrestlers. You can find it on YouTube. The link is below. Um, But we are breaking down and giving our top 10 movies of the entire year of 2021. There's also a little talk in between hand. You know, before before we get into all that about AEW and Punk vs MJF and all this good type of stuff, it's two hours of good chopped up guys that just met talking about movies. And let's just say we're gonna put. I think we've got a Quentin Tarantino one. I finally found someone to do that with because the one guy that we were gonna do it with, we kind of backed out, um, so we didn't really get a chance to do that. Um, so we're gonna be doing the Quentin Tarantinos here um, next year. So that's not gonna be anytime soon. So you. Hope so. But this is not the end of Al on the HodgePodge podcast. This is just the first of many. So here we go. The top 10 movies of 2021 with Al Amy from Around the Turnbuckle podcast.
Yo, man. So thanks for joining me. With me right now is Al Amy from Around the Turnbuckle podcast. And we're here and we're going to be discussing a few things. But the main topic of the night or of the day, rather, whichever you're listening, is going to be the top 10 movies of 2021. Al, I appreciate you being here, brother. Uh, thanks for having me. So kind of kind of discuss because you were mentioning before we, you know, before we jumped on here and started talking that you started your podcast in May of last year, which is during the pandemic. Explain uh, the, 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 the kind of the reasoning behind that. Was it just a passion you've always wanted to do? Um, yeah. Uh, when I grew up and when I graduated high school, uh, I had aspirations of broadcasting, right. And I wanted to be, uh, you know, maybe be on the radio or something to that effect, but it never kind of panned out. And then next thing you know, I had, a kid and I had another kid and I had a wife and you know things took a turn and I never went back to school so um fast forward to the pandemic where we have a little we had a little more time on our hands and my true passion is professional wrestling and um I love I've been a professional fan of professional wrestling for over 40 years and my buddies and I talk about it all the time. We have a group chat where we talk wrestling like almost every day. Mm. So um, um, that grew to an idea about doing a podcast for about a year. And then okay. when the pandemic hit, you know, when the pandemic hit, we launched it in 2020. It was just supposed to be a bunch of guys sitting around uh, talking about wrestling but it turned into us meeting uh, guys on the independent scene and uh, meeting guys, interviewing guys from all over the world, even Switzerland, uh, guys from all over the country. And even uh, our, our biggest claim to fame, we, we interviewed Hall of Famer um, Stevie Ray from Harlem Heat. Wow. Uh, from WWE, WCW days. From, yeah, from WCW days. And that, that interview was done in October of last year. So, I mean, we were, we were really excited and happy to get him, but um, since then we've dialed it down a little bit and pretty much stayed local with, uh, and where I live, I live in Pennsylvania and uh, I interview mostly Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York guys, but right. uh, you know. Yeah. You know, what's cool about, you know, cause you guys are relatively a small podcast, you know, not, and I know, I'm not meaning that in a bad way. I'm, I'm meaning this because I'm going to come and I'm, because I'm the same way. I'm a relatively small podcast. You know, I hit a small pocket. It's not like I'm hitting millions and millions of people a week, even though that's the goal. I want to do that. Um, I also had the opportunity to interview a, a future Hall of Famer, Al Snow. I was able to have him on the podcast a couple of years ago. And, you know, using those, you know, it, it, it kind of brings bigger names to your to your to your to your podcast. And I know you you mentioned that you, you know, you kind of kind of refrain from that doing the independent scenes a little bit still, but it's still, you know, still if you wanted to reach out to somebody, you're still like, hey, look, I had Stevie Ray. You know what I mean? Right. And yeah, and that's kind of the thing, but it, it became a thing, it became a word of mouth thing. The more guests right. that I have, the more guests that I have, they tell their friends, they tell their colleagues that they wrestle with. Um, you and I have a mutual friend who have a mutual person that have been on our podcast and that's uh, Irvin legend. 
Irvin Legend, my good old buddy Irvin, man. That that guy, I remember when I first interviewed him, he was doing like um just got off of doing a dark match from WWE. And then I was like, this guy just because Irvin has a different type of thing that a lot of independent people have, and he knows it and he goes for you know, because a lot of people. A lot of wrestlers are living the wrestler life and they're cocky. And, you know, you, you understand how that works because you're a wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. You know you know how wrestlers are. But Irvin just has this stance about him where he's like, you know what? If I'm going to do something, I'm going to be there in the middle of it. And that's kind of how he got his AEW, the dark match. He was just there because they were needing security. And he was like, why not? Why not go be security? And then look what it turned into, him having a match because somebody left. You know, it, it, it's cool, but Urban Legend has something. It's amazing how it happens. It's amazing how some of that happens sometimes. Yes. Like if you if you ever heard of a wrestler named Braun Strowman, absolutely, uh, who wrestled for, yeah, he wrestled for WWE for a while, and now mm-hmm. he's he he's been since released, but he's he's off doing his own thing now. Braun Strowman was actually like uh, one of those guys that played security, or he did like. Uh, little bits that WWE needed him to do while he was like still training and still wrestling on the independence. And the next thing, you know, he's on the, you know, he's on the main roster and he's wrestling like doing a program with Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar and stuff like that. So, you know, it was, you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do to make it in the business and Irvin legend. I predict that he will. Yes. The work ethic that he yep. has, yep. he will he'll he'll succeed in this business. Oh, 100. And if it's not AEW, it's, it's it mean it could be Impact Wrestling. It, I would advise against right. him going to WWE right now just because of how Oh yes. You don't I, understand I what's agree, happening. I agree with that 100%. And I'm like yes. I want you to go to AEW because those are the new people and sure they may not put you, you know, right on top, but at least you're going to get seen a little bit whether it be, you know, AEW Dark. And I, and I think that's the thing that a lot of people don't realize is when WWE do their dark matches, there's no, I mean, they record it, but it doesn't go anywhere unless fans record it. It doesn't go anywhere. So you can't see it. But I think that's Correct. that's a positive thing about AEW is they're like, look, we have a lot of people. And so why don't we just do dark matches and just put them up on a free channel on YouTube? It's not going to be, they're not going to get the best thing in the world, but at least they're going to get to see wrestling for people that can't afford, you know, to watch it. And I think that's a, uh, I think I think that's a powerful plus because it shows people like Irvin Legend and uh, the guy that he tagged with. I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but it shows people like that. And it's like, hey, look, that's good publicity, brother. And it's like you may not be called to the main roster, but you can just, you know, put that video on there and be like, look, I was an a- I was an AEW for one night only. He he's he's right where he needs to be. Yep. And I think that I think eventually he will get signed by AEW, and that's exactly where he needs to be. I know he had dreams from the interview that I did with him, and I'm sure he told you on your show that uh, um, that he, you know, he he always had dreams of being in WWE. But uh, if this is the route he takes to make a living doing what he loves, well, then God bless him. Well, look, I think everybody's ambition is to go to the WWE because they're the top dogs in the business. But if you look at it statistically, yeah. no one should go to WWE anymore. I mean, I don't know what Not is right hap- now. It's, I don't know. I don't know what has yeah. happened, Al. And I'm pretty sure you, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck has happened with. It's just all of a sudden it's got, it's got into the culture. And now they're like, oh, look, everybody's doing AI. Why don't I do AI? Why don't we do CGI? 
I don't understand what's happened to it. And I wish it would go back mm-hmm. to, you know, because I didn't grow up with the attitude era. And 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 I am severely depressed about that when it comes to wrestling, because in my opinion, that was the best era of wrestling, period. I grew up in the Absolutely. you know the, the early 2000s like i started watching it like four yeah. so i would put 2002 john so that, cena and, and Randy orton 100 edge and all those good people like that but that was still good wrestling as well and i think it kind right. of dropped out maybe around 2012 maybe a little earlier i think it's because the older that vince gets the, the he, he gets more out of touch with his audience and he well you were saying oh all he's trying to do now is try to maintain control. Well, here's my thing. Vince is getting older, but I think his mindset is going is, is getting younger for some reason. Because you would th- if you mm-hmm. all the older people I know, man, they're dead set on what they want. And he is like, no, we're gonna do all this. He he's changing everything when you would think that he's got to be pushing 80 now, that he would just be setting his mind like, yeah, no, he is. we're going to do it old-time wrestling. We're going to do it 1970s style. And you just you just would think that, but it's going the opposite way. He, I also think that ego-wise, he, he doesn't want any, he doesn't want to just step down and let someone take over because then if it fails, then he, he'll, he, he, in his mind, he'll think that it was his fault, like that he didn't, that he left the business. Well, but honestly... But it, him, him leaving the business would be the greatest thing for WWE. Sure, it would. It, it, no, it it would be the absolute best thing. They need to get John Laurinaitis out of there, get Bruce Pritchard yes. out of there. They need to get those people Bruce out Pritchard, of there because yes. because those are the ass kissers for Vince McMahon. They they will do anything right. in their power to to make Vince happy. And they need to get it out of there. They need to get there's plenty more guys that need to get out of there, but those two are the main ones. And I'm just, but you would think, I'm you would you. think. You would think how, because Vince Senior gave it up for Vince Junior. Vince Junior bought it from his father, so I would think along the right. lines that Shane would wind up would end up buying it from, you know, from his father. But it's like or Vince Stephanie. is like or Stephanie, but it's like nope, you're not getting it. It's mine, and I'm like you're kind of being a little bit of a prick there. I understand it's your business, yeah, but you oh, weren't yeah. given, the, but you know, you weren't given. You know what I mean? Like, what if your father mm-hmm. would have been that way? You know. And that kind of leads me to I've kind of stopped watching me too. WWE. I don't watch it at all. And I, I don't watch it at why, all anymore. That's why I've been that's why I've been going all these independent shows and getting yep. my rest pro wrestling kicks that way and meeting these guys and like becoming friends with some of these guys and rooting for them. Like I, I would love it if Urban Legend got a contract. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I I Man, it's even got to the point. I think AEW or All Elite Wrestling, whatever you guys want to refer to it as, it has some great wrestling on it. But I, but I, I will agree with uh, one of my heroes in the wrestling business, Jim Cornette, that there are some goofy stuff on it that is WWE related and needs to stay mm-hmm. off. If they're if they're going to be right. a legit wrestling company, they need to stop. They're not going to stop looking at what their you know the, what their predator is doing. Because why would you? You're because you're, 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 you're in a business where you're going to fight tooth and nail for each other. But they need right. to stop doing what they're doing because obviously they're bringing in more viewers in wrestling than uh, WWE is doing. So obviously they're doing something right. My co-host is my Jim Cornette. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, yeah, he he loves Jim Cornette. Listens to everything Jim Cornette says, and 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 Jim Cornette. 
my opinion of Jim Cornette is, yes, uh, Jim Cornette eats, breathes, and sleeps that business, yep. and he knows it inside now. But there are some things I don't agree with him. Oh yes, at, yep. at times. Yep. But but I'm with but I'm with him 100 on AEW. It's got some great wrestling, and there's even some great storytelling at times. Like right now, currently with CM Punk and MJF, that's cold. I mean, that's Al, cold. like Al, I, I want to stop you right there. I, I, I want to. I want to stop you right yeah. there. I want to mark out a little bit. I want you to mark out with me as well. How damn perfect yeah. is this CM Punk and MJF feud going oh right my now? God. I it's mean, cold. it is. It's cold. I, but here's my thing. Here's my thing. Here's what I'm worried about. Everybody has wanting to see MJF go one-on-one with CM Punk. But they're doing it now. And I don't want. To me, that was one of the things that I was like, oh, man, they're going to wait a long time to do this. But they waited, what, four months to do it? And I'm like, because if, if well, this because- happens, because I think you have to get MJF, you have to you have to get the win over CM Punk. Because, and, he, and which, here's, where I'm, here's where I'm going happen? with it. It could happen, and I think it should happen, because if you're going to build a heel, you need to do it with, with MJF, or they could – put it to a draw something has to happen where i don't know i <laughs> i was going for all this to say i don't know i want it well listen go ahead listen cm punk is there and you don't know how long he's going to be there. right i don't know if he's going to be there wrestling for for a year two years three years so the fact that he's only been there four months and they've already put him with the top heel on the company uh says to me screams to me that you know he 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 he, i don't even think he knows how long he could go yeah you know what i mean so we're gonna get at out of him as much as it possibly can see i thought he was gonna come in uh he would make appearances he would have like a brock lesnar type deal where he'd wrestle like three four times a year he's on every damn wednesday night every every week every single week right so I, I didn't expect that, but that's great. I'm glad we get to see him not only just come out and talk, but he comes out and wrestles. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so so MJF, I tell you what, MJF is so good oh at my being Jesus a heel, Christ. at selling to the crowd. The stuff that he, that promo was one of the best promos I've heard in wrestling in 20 years. Yeah, it was it, amazing. Yeah. It was. It was one of those where, because I see people all the time, they're complaining. Why did they bring WWE into it? They didn't have to bring the, and I'm like, but do you see what it did for them? It, it was the way to. they, it had to, it had to go that way. Right. It would not go any way else. And they did it. I can't believe, was, I can't believe Tony Khan gave them 20 minutes of just non-scripted material. And I'm like, <laughs> let me tell you something. Awesome. You go the whole 120 minutes right now. I will sit here and I, oh my, can you imagine if they do that? Because they gave Punk, what was it, 35, 40 minutes when he when he debuted? And I remember right. when that happened. That was damn speculation. That was not <laughs> proof that Punk was coming in. You know what I mean? It was all, Punk is coming on this one. No, you don't know that. And then when it happened, man, I remember watching it and just crying because it was just, you never thought it would happen again. WWE screwed over Punk so bad that he just started to hate wrestling. And right. See, and to see him and, now and, with MJF. Like I said, by the, go ahead. By the time it was over, I actually wanted to see it ma- that match. That, that it, it the promo did its job. Like 
if I'm a guy that's a casual AEW fan, like I don't watch every Wednesday, but like I'll catch it if I see a match that I want to see uh, advertised, I'll, right. I'll watch just that match or something like that. I won't watch the whole program, but like that promo, I'm like, okay, I want to see that. <laughs> and that's so it did it did it did, the, it did its job man yeah i think it's done its job and more because mjf hasn't really sure he's gotten the spotlight a little bit but i think this is his time to shine he did that stupid musical crap that he did with chris jericho which no hate on jericho jericho's my all-time favorite wrestler of all i mean of, of all time i think he beats out rick the flair choice. for me but what he's doing in AEW, he's hitting some kind of middle age syndrome or something because it's it's not good what he's been doing lately. Like in a, in a pad of orange juice with orange Cassidy, it it's uh. But what we saw with MJF and Jericho was okay, but I think now we're actually going to see MJF be given a little more leeway because CM Punk doesn't give a flying f what you say because he easily is going to have a comeback that's not scripted he doesn't care what he says so uh, that's that's where i stand with i think it's going to be an authentic wrestling match something we have not seen in a very long time yeah a lot of build up to it and that that always helps you know like people talk about and this is before your time but one of the greatest matches of all time was was randy savage versus rick steamboat wrestlemania 3 and i i'm not old enough buddy to have to have watched that one live <laughs> um yeah <laughs> i was it was it was wwe's actual first ever pay-per-view right was wrestlemania 3 wrestlemania 1 and 2 you had to get on closed circuit but uh um, you had to go to a you know an arena or a movie theater that was showing it. Right. Um, but WrestleMania three was available on a thing called Viewer's Choice, and and that was before pay per view. And uh, but it was it was available at home, and uh, my mom got it for my birthday. It was my tenth birthday, and uh, I was always a big Macho Man Randy Savage fan. Mm. But the lead up to that match. The, him trying to end his career right. by jumping down off the with the ring bell on his throat, and he, he crushed his larynx, and he was out for six months, and then they brought him back, and you know that buildup made the match even better, despite the fact that they actually went out there and you know wrestled a clinic, and then on top of that, they had like I don't know twenty five or twenty six mm -hmm. two counts, mm -hmm. and it was you know so it's like. You no, know, it was it was amazing, and, and and that's what they're doing with MJF and CM Punk. And I think they could have the build up. A, I think they could have a legit feud too. I don't think it. I think it could go on for multiple matches. It doesn't have to be just one. Well, that's the thing. That's what I'm trying match. to tell your boy. The, that's what I'm trying to tell your boy, the professor and Jim and guys like Jim Cornette. It, this doesn't have to be just one match. Like yeah. this is something that people are going to want to see. So that's why I think maybe. MJF will win with chicanery because that kind of keeps it going. You know what I mean? Like he wins the match. They, they go out there, they have an amazing match, but MJF wins with some kind of chicanery. And then that has CM Punk come out on Wednesday and says, oh, so this is how you beat people. You know what I mean? And then they right. could do another match where Punk, where Punk wins, let's say. But then afterwards, like MJF and his cronies are attacking him. So then they have one third and final battle 
where there's nobody allowed in the ring, you know, some kind of uh, stipulation where right. it's like a cage match or something like that, where they end the feud. So you have it. So we get, I hope we at least get it three times. That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> no, no, I agree hundred percent. And I think, um, I think now is a great time to be a wrestling fan because now I think we're legit seeing WWE versus WCW 2.0. I don't think it's going to have the same outcome, but I think it's a great time now to, to be a wrestling fan because you're seeing something that only happened, you know, in, in the mainstream era once in a lifetime. When there's two companies both putting out product that that a lot of people watch, it always makes both companies better. Yes, 100%. Well, man, so, um, go ahead. yeah, well, I, I know you probably want to switch topics, but before I say that, I, I'd like to tell everybody how they could uh, watch around the turnbuckle if they want. If they're yeah, go ahead. Absolutely. Wrestling. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you want to watch around the turnbuckle, um, or it's on live, we live stream, uh, that's so we can have fan interaction. They actually comment in with the questions and their comments. Um, so we, we live stream every Sunday night at 6 p.m. Eastern. So it would be uh, 5 p.m. Central. And um, we uh, we are available on the YouTube channel 2M1L Media. 2M1L Media. Yep. All right. that's, our, that's our YouTube channel. Um, we have all our prior episodes are there. If they, if you subscribe to the channel, um, you, you, you get notified when we go live, a little notification bell, um, and you get notified when we go live and then you can comment and ask questions to all the wrestlers on our interviews. Uh, this week we have a guy from down this week. We have a guy this Sunday. We have a guy from Tennessee. Um, and, uh, on December 26th which is the day after Christmas, mm -hmm. we have the aforementioned Urban Legend. Oh, so you're, you guys having him back on? I'm having him back on because he kind of hinted to me that if I wait any longer to have him back on, <laughs> I might have to pay. I might have that's, to what pay. He, that's what he told me. <laughs> I was like, mm -hmm. we couldn't make our time go. And he was like, I was like, what about a couple of weeks? He goes, man. I'm giving you a free interview now. <laughs> He's yes. like, it's not going to yes. be like that in, in the near future. And I'm like, you know what? And I appreciate it. Right. I appreciate, I appreciate him coming on to the utmost. If he's listening to this, Irvin, thank you from the bottom of my heart for coming on uh, a day after Christmas. Cause I know that things are going to be, mm -hmm. you know, changing in 2022. And I wish you nothing but the best brother. If you're listening to this right now. Dude. So you guys do video, you guys do YouTube. I want to know. Just two hours ago, I got hit with a copyright claim, but I didn't play any music. I didn't show any type of videos. Do you know what I got hit with a copyright claim from? I was drinking. No. I was drinking out of a Mickey Mouse cup, drinking water, uh... and it showed it for like half a second. And dude, Disney claimed that podcast episode quickly. And I'm like, are you serious? It was like 0.2 seconds. Like it was crazy, insane, right? And I'm like, Disney will Disney will copyright anything that you have. Like it's not you can't. There's no way around it. 
I don't see how people I hear it. I don't see how people will like react to like the new Spider-Man trailer and will not get hit on all the right. copyright platforms. I don't see how that happens, but they get around it. Yeah, they get around it by showing it's kind of like Botchamania. You ever watch Botchamania? Sometimes. Um, sorry. So Botchamania, what they do is they show wrestling clips that are copyrighted by those companies. Right. They, but but they get around it because they show it in a different way, a different angle, with a you know, with with a border or, or things like that. So there's there's loopholes right. with YouTube. And I don't use any music that's copyrighted i don't use any uh visions or any any propaganda that's copyrighted like we're completely organic so that i fly under the radar when it comes to youtube right you know what right. i mean smart it's, it's smart and i've dude. never had it, it, it in a year and a half i've never had you know i've never had a problem with youtube um but you know it, it's the easiest way for anybody like you know for my family to tune in and things like that it's yeah. the easiest way for people to tune in and I, I do podcasting too which is just audio on the anchor app and things like that but that's that's about other stuff like i know i love the fact that your hodgepodge podcast is 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 exactly that because you could talk anything from uh you know uh wrestling to movies to whatever whatever's on your mind at the time right uh Hello? Are you there? Oh, I'm here. I was like, it just got silent all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, no, I, well, you, you, you broke up for a second, but oh, I, okay. I'm like, I, I, I'm literally right next to my Wi-Fi, my router. So I, I, I was just making sure <laughs> No, I didn't, no, I didn't okay. lose you. <laughs> no, we're okay. So, man, look, guys, go check out 2M1L Media on YouTube. I will uh, put the links to... All the Instagram, all that stuff, I'm going to put it in the link of the podcast description box. Um, you can just, you know, tap the little icon what the episode's about, and it's going to be right there in the bottom, all the links. And, and on the YouTube, all the links are going to be there as well, Al. So you don't have to worry about that for you. I'm going to get it all taken awesome. care of for you. So the big thing we're here for, man, is I'm a big movie critic, and I know you are as well. That's why I'm getting you on here. We're going to yes. do, for the first time in podcast history, my podcast history we're going to do the top 10 movies of the year and i know you were mentioning to me we were messaging this morning so i figured mm -hmm. out a way that we're going to incorporate all your questions that you had about this so here's sure. how this is going to go we're going to give mm -hmm. first we're going to give our top 10 movies uh, you can go one to 10 10 to one i don't care how you do it then okay. we're going to give out our honorable mentions and then after their honorable mentions we're going to give out our most anticipated movies that have yet to be released. <laughs> All right. Cause, cause there are right. a, well, cause there, well, cause, go ahead. Well, because my honorable mentions are like my list. I have a, I have a top 10 list that I came up with. Right. And then I have, and I'm and my honorable mentions are all movies that haven't been released yet. Okay. That's fine. Or well, if they or or if, they, or if they have, I haven't seen them yet. Okay. That works. That works. That worked. So go first. I want you to go first, Al. Uh, are you going to go? Mm -hmm. I'm going to go in descending order. I'm going to go from 10 to 1. How do you want to go? You can go sure. 10 to 1 as well. It doesn't matter. No, I'm going to do whatever you're doing. 
Okay, so fine. it's it's your show. So if we're comparing <laughs> lists, um, so I'll uh, you want me to do all of mine and then no, you do all of yours? No, we're gonna go back and forth. You we're give your ten, forth, I'm gonna okay, give my gotcha. ten. All right, so my number ten, I put this in here basically because of nostalgic reasons. I am a big fan, and I always was a big fan of The Sopranos. And The Sopranos mm. did a movie recently called Many Saints of New York. So I stuck it in my top and and realize everybody that this is top 10 movies of this year, okay? Not like top 10 of all time. Because if it was top 10 of all time, Many Saints of New York wouldn't make it. But, right. Um, Many Saints of New York, Many Saints of New York, um is the sopranos movie and it's available i think on hulu or netflix right um uh, i think, I think it's, it's hbo oh um, you're, you're right it's hbo max the the many saints of new york and um it had a great cast um the storyline isn't all that great but they had a great cast and having michael gandolfini play his uh play play tony soprano as a young tony soprano was was genius um and if you don't know, um, people watch this movie thinking that it's about Tony because that's what the show is mostly about. Mm -hmm. But The Many Saints of New York is not about Tony. It's about the Moltisanti family, which is Christopher's family. Mm. And because um, the actual word Moltisanti means many saints in Italian. So mm -hmm. Moltisanti of Newark many saints of newark that's why it's called that so if you look at it that way if you look at it it's a story of the of the moltisanti family not necessarily of tony it's just that the sopranos are mixed in there but it's mostly a prequel to that series which is near and dear to my heart so i stuck it in my head. cool i've never seen the sopranos i know a little bit about it I, i've never seen it a lot of people are talking about it but i'm just like i've been upset over over hyping stuff so i'm like maybe i just should just not watch it <laughs> like the game like, like the game of thrones uh, i've never seen it but i think people overhype oh, it. oh that's sacrilege dylan that's sacrilege <laughs> i know i know sacrilegious i know <laughs> the game of thrones i'm with you you know sopranos okay i get it. it's not for everybody but game of thrones man come on that you got you can't you can't not watch the game of thrones yeah, but isn't it like there's like 12 seasons of that stuff, isn't there? And you have to like pay attention to every no, single was, detail. There was six seasons, <laughs> which, which is which is binge watch worthy over yeah, the holiday sure. season. It's good. You're, you're good. But OK, what's your number 10? <laughs> My number 10. I actually just watched this the other day and I was very apprehensive of, about putting a documentary on here. Um, because I think they're, I don't think they're considered movies to some people, but I said, screw it. I put it on here and I put clerk and this is the Kevin Smith documentary that just came out. Um, I think you can buy it on Amazon and I, I'm a giant Kevin Smith nerd. I love everything Kevin Smith. I'm with put, you. I love everything Kevin Smith puts out. His stories are great. His podcasts are fantastic. And the documentary it's, it's long. It's about two hours, something like that for a documentary. But let me tell you something, man. There, I, I have read every Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith has like 12 books or something like that. I have read every book mm -hmm. and I still learn a lot from this documentary. It goes from his childhood to it even goes into, which I found very interesting, the failures that he 
that he had in his career, like why he kept making movies, even though they failed, like most people would have quit or they would have went another direction. But he's like, no, I'm Kevin Smith. This is the way I do my movies. And then it went into, you know, how he started. He was the very first podcast to ever exist with Smokecast. And it went to that and it went into how he started writing comic books for Marvel. I mean, it was a brilliant and well done documentary. And I um, I would recommend anybody that's a fan of movies or Kevin Smith in general, just just to watch it. I mean, it's a very fascinating watch. I actually saw an advertisement for it because uh, I have Amazon Prime mm-hmm. and and I've been meaning to check it out because I, I'm also a fan of his. Um, I watched uh, right from Clerks, right from Jump Street. Uh, I remember, I remember the first Clerks, and I remember um, thinking that was, you know, I was thinking to myself, did he do that with a home video camera? But it was, but it was brilliant. Um, and then what from where he was then to what he became is pretty right. cool. And he's a Jersey boy, and he's a Jersey boy, and so am I. So there's a little bit there. there you um, go. Uh, but yeah, huge, huge respect, mad respect for Kevin Smith and everything he's done. Yep. And I can't wait for Clerks 3 because I, I know they're working on it. Or, or Oh, they are. In post-production. Yeah, did you know that? Uh, no, I didn't because I remember Clerks 2. Yeah. I remember being nervous about watching yeah. Clerks 2 because it came up. But it, but Clerks 2 was damn good as well. It wasn't as good as the first one, but it was really good. Yeah, no, they're, they're, they're releasing Clerks 3 in 2022. I don't know when. Oh, crap. But he's, he's in post. He's in post-production right now. Cool. And everybody's back from the first two movies. Everybody, Rosario Dawson, uh, you know, Jeff Anderson, every, everybody's back. Man. Uh, Dante, of course. All of, all of Dante's ex-girlfriends. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, they're, they're, everybody's back. So it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be cool. It's going to be fun. All right, man, what's your number nine, Al? All right, number nine, I have Vacation Friends only because uh, I wanted to mix it up as far as genres go. I didn't want to stick to, to just this, that, or the other thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you haven't seen Vacation Friends, um, John Cena is probably the worst actor of all time. But <laughs> when he does a com- but when he does a comedy, right, right, there's right something. There's something about that. Like I don't know if you saw Cockblockers. Yes, I did. But Cockblocker. Cock blockers was hilarious. And then I figured here's here he is in another comedy. So I figured let him check it out. And I watched it one night with my wife and we laughed so hard we were crying at most of the at most of the funny parts. So um vacation friends, highly recommend it if you want to just chuckle for a couple of hours, because you you will do that. It is it is hysterically funny and fast. Okay. Uh, really fast, really fast as far as because I don't like a comedy to just drag on. It's it's got to be ninety minutes for me and be done. Yeah, you know what I yeah. mean, yeah, no, I agree hundred yeah, percent. That's my number nine, Vacation Friends. You know, I actually started Vacation Friends, and I just it wasn't like I didn't just stop it to stop it. Like I was actually doing some things, and I just never picked up from where I left off. But you you mentioned that it was uh. Is it as funny as Blockers is what you mentioned? So Blockers, I cried yeah, laughing yeah. at it. So I'm, I'm actually, and I, I like Little Real Howard, uh, anyway. So I mean, it, it could be a funny. Yes, one. yes, yeah. He's funny, um, and he, yeah, and, and and if you've only seen the beginning of Vacation Friends, it gets better and better as it goes on, and and it's it's 
it, it gets pretty zany, pretty wacky. And, and uh, at the end, uh, you know, it, it, it ties it all together. So it's, it's really, okay. it's, it's really worth your time. I'll definitely go back and finish it. I, I've been meaning to, I just, I just other stuff has thought about it. I was like, I forgot about that movie when you said it. And I was like, when you mentioned it, I was like, yeah, I need to go back and finish it. <laughs> but my number nine, and I know this is going to be, I have a lot of controversial movies on here just because I think there are, and I don't agree with people that say this is the worst Marvel movie. I don't also don't agree it's the best Marvel movie, but I have Black Widow at number nine. Okay. Now, it could be um, bipartisan because I think Scarlett Johansson is the most beautiful woman that's ever walked the face of the earth. Sure, I could be biased on that. But I just think, I don't know if we needed a Black Widow story, like a movie story. I don't think we, I don't know if we needed it, but I think it tied everything together of Black Widow dying in Endgame to... Right what's happened now and i think because it, it did introduce a big a big villain um in black widow i don't necessarily agree with the change of gender but i do think it answered a lot of questions you had about black widow um and i think that was kind of the main point about it but people said it was the worst marvel movie i don't i don't agree i think it was okay um it was definitely better than captain marvel but yeah number nine would be uh, black widow for me I'm a big fan of Marvel movies, but not as I, I'm a as far as comics go. I'm a DC guy, mm-hmm. so I lean more towards the DC. But like the only real good DC movies, and you know that could be a whole other discussion. Yeah, lately has been like the one I, I like the Wonder Woman movies. They, they they did them pretty good. Those are well done. And uh, what's that? I said uh, the Wonder Woman movies. Those are well done. I I, I, I enjoy those. Oh yeah. Because they're done Marvel-esque. You know sure, what I mean? Sure, yeah. By that, it kind of took a page out of, out of Marvel and kind of did it that way. But um, And then as far as Batman goes, the the Dark Knight trilogy, the mm-hmm. you know, the Christian Bale yes. one, or like all that, those three are pretty good. But um, my number eight is um, Malignant. And because um, I'm a horror film guy. Me too. But and, I have uh, I have never seen I have, I, I have I, not seen Malignant though. I'm a big horror fan, but for me, horror has just gone downhill so much in the past couple right. of years. And I agree. And that's what I liked about Malignant. Okay. Malignant, although has horrible ratings and has you know <laughs> scored a low scored yeah. a low scored a low uh rotten tomatoes or whatever, if you want to believe those guys, but um I liked Malignant because the story was different. It wasn't like every same old horror film. There wasn't a, you were thinking the whole time you were watching that there's some kind of demon and like it's a possession movie or something. And then when you realize what it's really about, which I will not give away because I hope you watch it, is when you f- realize what it's about, once they explain what it's, what's really going on here, you're like, holy shit. You know what yeah. I mean? And then you have that holy shit moment that that's what I liked about it. I like that it creeped me out the entire time. And then on top of that, had that holy shit moment, which like you said just now, most horror films don't have anymore. You know, like Halloween Kills. That was a big letdown because everybody was expecting what it was and that's what it was. And but see what they should, they, they made the mistake 
of calling Halloween Kills, and I'm a big Mike Myers guy, mm-hmm. they made the mistake of calling Halloween Kills Halloween Kills. They should have called it Halloween Ends Part 1. Yes. All that movie was doing was setting up the final movie. And, and I will say this here. Halloween Kills is in my honorable mentions for that reason only that it was right. no way it was right. no in no way shape or form was it going to make the top 10 it was no but i put it in there because the only reason they set it up and they released it is because it is setting up for the final final halloween movie that's all they're doing right it was a spacer between halloween from 2018 to halloween right. ends or whatever yeah halloween ends next year next all october it, next all october. it was doing but I enjoy, but I appreciated that fact of it that it was doing that. But but, but it I, got shit on. I mean, it, it got, did. It, got it did on so bad. It, it was it, and it wasn't that it wasn't the worst Halloween movie. It wasn't uh, of the whole entire series. It was not the worst one. But Mm-mm. it was. But it was not. Um, I, I was super stoked and excited to see it. And then once it was oh, released, yeah. I was like, man, it was eh. okay. It was okay. <laughs> it was all right. It was a, it was a stinker though. All right, what's your number eight then? My number eight, and we kind of, we have not um, done any type of, you know, I don't know what your list is. You don't know what mine is. I went the horror route as well for number eight. And I put old on here because I am a big fan of M. Night Shyamalan. And this just had a, a cool plot for me was, you know, they get on an island and they all of a sudden start aging. And you don't know why, you don't know how. And this movie did it for me. I, th- I think it was very well done. Um, you, I can usually guess the ends of what's going to happen in a movie. And I did it for this one. Because M. Night Shyamalan always has these twists in his movies. Like signs yes, they, you know, that was light or water, whatever it was for that. But right. this one for me, I was actually very, very surprised at what was happening in old and i really enjoyed it for that fact (laughs) well are we brothers separated at birth because because old is my number seven okay (laughs) um yeah so yeah for all the reasons you just said i'm a huge fan of m night i always have been he's a philadelphia guy he's local most of his movies are set in pennsylvania not this one of course but um so like yeah i've always been a fan of his movies and i've had to see his movie just because it's his movie um and it, and it was did not disappoint me no it, it was good it was i wouldn't say fantastic but it, it was, it really, was good. really good it was it kept my attention the well, whole time i mean it's coming off of the visit remember the visit which was like was it last year or the year before was the visit the one uh, with the two kids and they went to the grandparents house yes oh yes i forgot about that movie okay. I mean, that movie was great that movie that that movie was a bit a little better than old i think and i i think yeah. you know if people have the visit in their minds from the last time they, that that m night had a big like a big major hit um, and then you go see old, you're like, well, it's, it's pretty good, but it's not as good as the visit. You know what I mean? Yeah. But altogether old was, was really, I thought was really well done because yeah, it was, it was, good. It was, well it was nothing that I could have, I could have ever thought of. Let's make a movie where this guy, you know, they just start aging. I think that's very cool. <laughs> but it's from a book. Um, okay. okay. You know, I, I looked, I, I looked that up. Um, it's not it's not like an original thing that he came up with. Oh, okay. It's from a book, but it's 
but the twist ending is him okay because okay. he has to have that the original book doesn't have a twist ending but like of course he had to have a twist ending. But that twist ending, but did you see that twist ending? That exact twist ending happened because you can always guess. I think this is no, what's I happening. did not. But, no, you're right. And it was fantastic. The ending was fantastic. You're like, holy shit, this has been going on you. the whole time. I'm with you. Like I said, that, like you said, it was one. It was one of the first times where you couldn't predict his twist ending. Yes, yes. Signs was you a little I mean? disappointment for me <laughs> because you're like, really. <laughs> They could have done this crap <laughs> the very fifth, first 15 minutes, really. But uh, right, right. My there, number there wasn't s- an instance where they got wet. <laughs> <laughs> my number seven. And, you know, there's two movies on here that I was a little nervous about putting on here because I don't know if it stands up to the other ones. But the reason yeah. I put number seven on here uh, is because it surprised me of how good it was. And that's Free Guy with uh ryan reynolds i <laughs> i was expecting it to be a dumb stupid ryan reynolds comedy movie but in actuality it right. was actually a very cool because i'm a big fan of ready player one and all this was yes. was a comedy version of ready player one and i enjoyed it i yes. enjoyed it as much but i still enjoyed it and was like whoa i did not expect to enjoy that at all and that's the that's the only reason it's at number seven i wasn't going to put it right. any lower i could have put it at 10 but I think it was a little better than Black Widow. Um, so, well, number seven is Free Guy. Um, I'm gonna <laughs> save that for later because that's 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 also on my list. Okay, it's, it's a little higher. It's a little higher up for all the reasons you just said. But okay, and we'll we'll talk. I'm gonna more, go. We'll, I'm gonna we'll go to my discussion with it when you when you get to uh, your... right. I, I'm I'm on my I'm on number six. Then yes, that's right. And six is the Steven Spielberg version of West Side Story. Um, and there's a little backstory here. Um, when I was a kid, the original West Side Story musical was uh, uh, something that my grandmother and I used to watch together. All right. Okay. Multiply. And she, she passed away in 1990. Multiply that times Steven Spielberg, which is my all time favorite director. Mm-hmm. And I and everything that he does, I have to see it because it's Steven Spielberg, you know, and he's getting older and, you know, he, he picks and chooses his thing. And the reason why he did, did West Side Story is because it's his favorite musical. He's never done a musical in his life. And he did it so good that you're like, man, like that's how West Side Story should have been back in the 50s when it first surfaced as a movie because it was a Broadway show before that. But uh, yeah, so I had to stick it in because it was done so well and it was done this year. And and uh, so I had to put it in my top 10 because, because of that reason, sentimental reasons. I have never seen West Side Story, the original. Um, and I didn't even know, I, I didn't know that this was coming out. I thought or it was already out. I thought it was coming out. I didn't know that it was already out because I, I had seen, I had seen the trailer for it, but I, I, I didn't watch it. Um, I have a buddy who can, you know, get me kind of stuff that, you know, before it comes out, it, it literally <laughs> was released. 
it, it literally is supposed to be released on December 10th. Okay. Okay. All right. right. But I, but, <laughs> I but I have you. a friend who, right, like I saw Halloween kills about a week before it came out. You know, I did too. Um, I got in cause I do movie reviews on my podcast. And so I got in with a, mm-hmm. produ- I got in with a production company and I get sent movies all the time. And so I sometimes see them early or sometimes, you know, what, what really irritates me is I don't get the Marvel movies at all. <laughs> and so that takes me off because I got to pay money to see them, go to the theaters. They're and watch harder. They're, they're, they're way much harder. harder. Something but, like West Side Story is under the radar. So sure. it's easier for me to get. But I had talked to a buddy of mine who's like like a musical. Like I'm not into musicals per se. Mm. But he's like, a, he's into like, musicals like he's a musical like uh statistician kind of guy like he knows the ins and outs of every musical ever made and uh stuff like that um and that ties into one of my other movies on this list but anyway west side story uh i i I told him months ago that i can't wait until the west side story comes out with spielberg and he goes well i'll get it for you as soon as i can and he did um and i i literally watched it last weekend um so I had to stick it in my top 10 because you had just asked me to make uh, my top 10 right. list. I, I was <laughs> right. like, well, wow. Well, well, that, well that's right. going, well, that's going in. <laughs> yeah. Mine. So, yeah. So I stuck it in there. So, now what's your number six? I'm sorry. My, no, no, you're okay. My number six. A lot of people will not agree with this. People thought this movie was terrible. I thought this movie was brilliantly done. Um, this could have easily went to number four, number three, um, but I put Finch, that's the new Tom Hanks movie where he is the last man on earth, him and a dog, and he creates a robot to keep him company. And they kind of are surviving and going to the Golden Gate Bridge because that's where everybody is surviving at this. I, th- I thought it was, well, I thought it was brilliantly done. Anything, anything Tom Hanks does, despite the plot of the movie Tom Hanks gives 115% of anything he does. And this movie was, I've, I've already watched it three times. I, I have enjoyed it that much. I mean, it's, it's, it's a weird and wild story. And a, a lot of people wouldn't, and Rotten Tomatoes hated it. Everybody is hating it, but right. I love the shit out of it. I, I, I was at the end of the movie, I said, damn, I'm going to re and I rerounded all the way to the beginning and I rewatched it. I was like, this was this was brilliantly done haven't seen anything like it in a long time it was kind of don't know if you've seen i am legend with will smith i have but it was it was kind of that but with the robot real honestly right and they were just not chasing zombies but i i enjoyed the crap out of it i based on your what your your review just now i'm gonna check into that because i was on the fence about whether or not i wanted to see it or not and I and I love Tom Hanks just like you do and most people do. But I, but um, I was on the fence when I saw the trailer for it. I was like, eh, I may or may not want to watch that. I don't know, you know. And dude, I cried at said, the, I cried at the end of it. I cried at the end of this well, movie. Uh, don't and give I'm, away the ending because no, now you're gonna make no, me watch it. No, I, exactly. <laughs> That's my point. I want I want you to watch it. But I cried at the end of this movie, and I'm like why am I crying over a stupid, like, it, it, like it's crazy. Right. It, it's, I was like, why am I crying at this? There's no reason to cry at it. But I, <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought, I thought it was really well done though. Excellent. All right. My number five, 
is um, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Because at the beginning of this year, when they announced that that was coming out, I was excited because Justice, Justice the original Justice League was so terrible. And I was upset. <laughs> yeah. So what so, so what Zach so what Zach Snyder did is he went the more backstory with the flash sure. and Aquaman and right. So so there was a little bit more backstory into everybody and it made the movie like over three hours long, but it was freaking awesome. And everything that he did um to improve Justice League, that's how Justice League should have been done in the first place. So I had to stick it in there because um i love dc so much versus marvel and, and i'm not there's no slight against marvel it's not like i hate marvel and i won't go see a marvel movie because i do but i love batman i love superman and they haven't really gotten much love lately you know like affleck has been as as batman yeah. hasn't turned many people on but but like but like um and i'm excited about the batman with with uh the dude from twilight but i but i'm not pattinson I'm not a, you know, I'm, I'm skeptical. I'm going to have my expectations really low because we're talking about the dude from Twilight. Um, but, but you know, <laughs> so it can only, you know, so then if it's actually really good and at least, you know, right, I right, have my right. expectations yeah. low just, just in case it's good. But I stuck in there because Zack Snyder did a freaking phenomenal job redoing that movie and, and adding all the stuff that he added and it just made it, made it, it's what Justice League should have been. So that was my number five. You know, I did not enjoy the original uh, Justice League. Um, I did watch Zack Snyder. I, I was not a fan of it as a lot of people were. I thought it was good. I thought it was it was ten times better than the you know the one that was released before. Uh, but a three hour movie just kind of uh, kind of topples me over a little bit. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you, but um, I thought it was good. I didn't think it for me personally. I didn't think it was top ten worthy. Um, but I, I thought it was good though. So what's your number five? Uh, this is the one, this is the other one that I was like, this should not probably be here, but I just loved it this much. And this is a Netflix movie. So guys, you don't have to pay unless you got a subscri uh, subscription, but I'm going to put the guilty on here with um, Jake Gyllenhaal. Two reasons. One, I thought this was the best call center, 911 emergency call center movie. They've done plenty of them. I thought this was the best one they've ever done. And two, it kept me on the edge of my seat the entire time. The plot was good. The twist at the end was good and no one expected it. And Jake Gyllenhaal is an underrated actor. And I think he stole the movie uh, with this. It, this. This was fantastic. Not not a uh, no one's gonna not a lot of people are gonna agree with that, but I thought it was I thought it was uh, it was a really 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 great movie. I uh, definitely been meaning to check that out. I haven't yet, so I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely check that out then if that made your top five. So uh, for this year, uh, so yeah, I would definitely I'm definitely gonna check that out. I have not seen it yet, so. Um, but I am a fan of his. I mean, he's he's always he's always really good, really good actor, and uh, most of his movies are pretty good, pretty enjoyable. So uh, I'm gonna take your word for that one and, and check that <laughs> one out too. All right, what's your number, number four, four for me? Number four for me is um is a movie called Tick Tick Boom, 
and it's available on Netflix. And I just literally watched it this morning. And the reason why was because I had heard about it for weeks and I'm like, I already had a top 10 mapped out for you, but it's, it, it jumped up to my top five of this year because of the story that it tells. Basically, it's about a composer named John, Lars, John, John Larson, who wrote the Broadway musical Rent, which had a 12-year run on Broadway. You might have heard of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rent, right? Um, basically, he spent eight years writing a musical. Eight years. So he was... Wow. I think he was around 22, fresh out of college when he first started composing. He started writing things and he worked for different companies, writing jingles and things like that. And um, and then he worked on this musical for like eight years and they tried to sell it on Broadway. And even Stephen Songheim liked it and things like that. But it was a totally different musical than Rent. It was something called Suburbia, which was about like aliens and shit. Mm. and so, but the music was amazing right mm-hmm. well then um he he sacrifices friends he sacrifices his relationships puts all his blood money time sweat tears like and everything in this thing and it doesn't make it and he and he gets a a real hard lesson in in the world of broadway and the more in the world of writing in general is that you know, even if people like what you did, you know, you, you're never going to make it. You can never stop writing. You know what I mean? You can never stop working. You never stop being creative. If you want to make it as an artist, whether you're a writer, whether you're an author, whether you're a uh, composer of music, you can never stop writing and prepare, be prepared for a lot more failure when you hit that one success. And the sad part about this whole thing is the movie is basically his life story of that eight-year period. But um, the sad part is when Rent actually got bought and when it went on to Broadway and it finally made it, he died opening night, the night that it was supposed to premiere on Broadway. He was actually the day before was getting ready to attend the premiere. And he literally died that morning at the age of 36. Wow. He had so, what's so, called an a, he, he, he had what's called an aortic embolism, which means the main uh, artery that goes into your heart separated from his heart and he bled to death inside. So this is a true story. I have not seen it. I know it's on Netflix. I know it's yes, got sir. Andrew Garfield in it. It's a true story. Yes. Yes. Spider-Man. Yes. Wow, yes, so it's a true it's, story. It's that good though. True story. I, I have heard it's good, but then it also it's a musical. It's amazing, and and, and I, but you know what? I, I believe you that. Well, you see, and when you because because I've been on the fence about it. I've been on the fence about it, but I think um, I have some spare time tonight. I think I may check it out tonight. Actually, Dylan, you will not be disappointed. And they couldn't do it other. They couldn't do it not being a musical because if you're going to make a movie about a composer of musicals kind of has to be a musical okay well uh, let, me, let me ask you this the fact yeah <laughs> do, do do i have to like i understand rent i've never seen the they made a movie about it i've never seen that and i've never seen the um play do i have to 
know that to know the story? Not at all. Okay. So it's okay. Not okay. at all. Okay, cool. If you right. never met this guy before, if you don't know who John Larson is, by the time you watch that movie, you'll know who John Larson is, and it's a true story. I'm always a big fan of movies based on true stories. Like one of my favorite movies of all time. One of my favorite movies of all time that I've watched a hundred times or more is Goodfellas. Mm-hmm. Partially because that was based on a true story. Right. So, I mean, you know, I love true stories and that, you know, it's kind of a biopic of him. And I, I trust me, I, I don't know. I didn't know who wrote Rent until I saw it. <laughs> I will. I, I was smart. I will check it out. I would definitely check it out. I may actually uh, watch it tonight. Um, but I'm going to take you your word on Netflix, it out. You I will take your word. I will take your word on that. It's good. I, I've heard. Me. I've heard. It's All right, good. you're going to be texting me. You're going to be texting me when you're done, saying, "Oh my God, that movie was awesome." <laughs> okay, I'll take your word. I'm telling for you, it. it was that good. I mean, I should have put it number one, but I, because I literally wow. saw it this morning, I did. I didn't. Number my number one. one is my number one is obvious. But it's, okay. but I'm not, but, but what I'm saying is num- number four, I put it number, I put it in my top five because it deserves to be there. But I mean, I literally just saw it this morning. So I can't, I couldn't put it number one. Wow. Okay. Wow. Number one. That's this. <laughs> All right. Then I guess that's, that's a, it's definite, that good. That's a definite, it's that watch. good. I'm telling you, it's really, really good. It's thought provoking. It's, it draws out emotions. It tackles a lot of, uh, it, it, it tackles a lot of society problems that still exist. It existed more prominently in the nineties and you being a nineties baby, right? It, yeah. it, it should hit near and dear to your heart. The entire movie takes place in the nineties. Okay. So it's got a little nineties flavor to it too. Also. I will definitely check it out and I will text you and I'll let you know whether I liked it or not. Cause <laughs> if, I, if I want, I'm not liking it. I'm probably not going to put this episode up. <laughs> my my number four and this is a doozy because a lot of people are like really when i was telling my brother what my top 10 was he was like are you serious but just i'm a big nerd so my number four is godzilla versus kong now before people hate on me i did not Mm. like the story i thought the mega Godzilla thing was kind of stupid, but I loved, I love Godzilla and I love Kong. And I think the, 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 um, they did the, the sea of monsters or something, whatever that new Godzilla movie was called. And then they did Kong skull Island. And I thought both of those right. were beautifully fit. They, they were fantastic. They were beautifully done. And to see, you know, two mega monsters come together to fight one another for I don't even really know what they were fighting for. <laughs> I guess he was the top king. But at one point mm. there was this part where one of them was getting their ass whooped. And I was like, oh my God, it's the end of this monster. And then kind of the big doozy for me was <clears throat> how they come together at the end. And I'm like, what the fuck? This did not have to happen for this movie to be great. So but it was number four because of the hype that I had around it. And I actually thought it was really, I thought it was, I thought it was a beautiful movie. The CGI was fantastic. I thought it was a great movie. Just, just, just had his little doozy parts, but what movie does it? My son, um, my 11 year old son mm. is a huge fan of Godzilla and or King Kong. 
So anytime they make anything, they, I showed him some of the older movies. Uh, he really likes the Peter Jackson King Kong. Mm-hmm. Um, but but um, when this movie came out, he's like, ah, we gotta see it. We gotta watch it. You know what I mean? Blah, blah, blah. So I figured, you know, we, 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 we watched, I watched it with him, you know, I'm not as big a fan as you are, but I, I watched it with him and I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it. Not enough to put it in my top 10, right. I, but I enjoyed it. I, I did enjoy myself just being a casual fan of that, of, of those movies. But, uh, you know, he, he was in his glory. He was like, this is the greatest movie of all time, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. All right. You're number three. What's, what's that Al? My number three is uh, just just came out recently on um, Netflix, and it's called Red Notice, and it's it's oh, got the Dwayne the Rock, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, it's got Ryan Reynolds, and it's got Gal Gadot. How can you go wrong, right? You have you have the Rock, you have um, you know Deadpool, and you have Wonder Woman all in the same movie. So come on, but like I watched it with my expectations low because I was worried that, Oh, okay. This is too much star power. I'm going to hate it. Right. And it's going to be too cheesy or whatever. It was freaking awesome. Yeah. It was, it was, it, it was, was, it was a Jack. It was a Jack. You see it. Oh dude. Yes. I saw it. It's not in my top 10 because honestly I forgot about it, <laughs> but yeah. no, no, it was, Oh, you forgot about it. You want to put it there. Would you put it there? I yes I would I would take out probably um I would take out the guilty and probably put red notice at five honestly but go. once there you go. mentioned it I was like damn I forgot I'm always that person yeah, that will red notice that will forget about <laughs> it but was the, good though man it, it was, was like exciting it was fun for a Netflix movie because Netflix yes. they are very bad at for for some reason they're fantastic at making TV shows but they lack in a lot of different right. categories making movies I don't know what it is. Usually but, special effects. Usually they don't spend a lot of money on special effects, but this had all that too. But here is what surprised me the most. I expected Dwayne Johnson to do the rock shit. I thought him I, I, be the superhero, be the, but it was not that. Like you probably got one thing that was, you know, when he was hanging on the bridge and he was lifting himself up. That was right. probably the only superhero thing that the rock did in the movie. And that, that surprised me greatly. Right. I don't know, but I, I don't know if I like Dwayne Johnson doing comedy because I think I think he's a funny guy, but I think once he's reading and going over, you know, comedic lines, I kind of think that he pushes it too far. That, that's that's my only breakaway from the movie, because if obviously if you're watching Ryan Riddles in a comedy, you're going to laugh. But and Al, that ending to Red Notice, did you see that coming? Because my mouth was agape when I saw that. <laughs> Hello, Al. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. You, you faded in it. You faded in and out. But uh, okay. What was the last thing that you said? Oh, I I had asked if uh, did you see the ending of Red Notice coming? Because when I watched it, my mouth was agape. Yeah. No. Absolutely not. Um. I. I. I you kind of saw one part of it, right? and you're like you know so it was a twist twist which was pretty cool um yeah so i i, I really enjoyed that i really enjoyed being like same thing with you i was like what the f you know what i mean yeah yeah 
I almost said what the F the same time that Ryan Reynolds does in the movie. <laughs> so yeah, so that, that was my number three. What's, what's your number three? My number three, I'm going to switch this up. I'm going to put my number two at number three, and I'm going to put my number three at number two. We're going to sit here okay. thinking, my number three is Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, uh, the newest Marvel okay. movie that has come out. The reason it's so low or it's so high up on the top 10 list is because one, this movie had a lot of action in it to be a Marvel movie. You usually, you know, there's quite some dialogue in it, but this movie was, you probably couldn't stop the movie for 15 minutes and there not be an action scene. I mean, this movie was full at, and it was a fantastic storyline. I, I think they do great with the um, like Black Panther being that a black lead movie was one of the most amazing Marvel movies they've ever created. And I think they did the same thing. Oh yeah. It was awesome. I think they did the same thing here with Shang-Chi or Shang-Chi, however you say that. I think they took the Asian culture from it and they made it fantastic. And, and I mean, and it's Marvel, so you can't hate the Shang-Chi. It's a great introduction for the uh, newest Marvel character. And (laughs) that's really all I got to say about it. It was, it was, it was amazing. Well, I'm not going to lie. I haven't seen it yet. Um, but from what I heard from my friends who I trust when it comes to Marvel movies that huh. they're recommending that I do. So I will, I will eventually, uh, and owning Disney plus it's now available there. So yes. <laughs> I'll, I'll be checking it sooner or later. Um, but yeah, I, uh, from what I heard, it was pretty damn good. So I, I definitely got to check that out. Um, my number two is your aforementioned Free Guy. I thought Free Guy was okay. awesome. Uh, I thought Free Guy, I, I laughed my butt off the entire time. And I'm a big nerd for Real one, real Player One, when, especially being an 80s kid like me and Real yeah. Player One when the, uh, you know, I told you before I loved Spielberg. But then you, you have uh, the DeLorean as the, as the dude's card. It, it, that's one right. of the overrides. I saw the DeLorean and the, the Zemeckis <laughs> cube. You know what I mean? And all this yeah, other yeah, stuff. Yeah. I'm like, dude, this is, I was marked. I was, I was going, I was going crazy that whole movie. And then free <laughs> guy was kind of like, that. like you said, it was a, it was a real funny zany version of that. So it was like, just give me some more, give me more, 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 you know? So it was, it was awesome. Free guy was fun. Free guy was, Free Guy was just just a good time, you know. Like you just watch it, you just have a good time, and you get all nostalgic and goofy about it. But yeah, that, that was my number two. But the thing about Free Guy here um, was it was it was kind of cool to see them go into a different direction as a video game character, realizing he's just a person that walks by in a video game and makes himself the biggest star in the video game. Right. And it's actually a playable, like he puts the glasses on. And he actually turns into a playable character that he's, you know, redefining the game. And they're thinking there's a virus in the game was, was brilliantly done. was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And both of those movies, both real player one and free guy live in a world where like, basically like virtual, the virtual world is, is more important than the real world. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think non video you know? game players or nostalgic player, or whatever they would not understand these movies i don't think because there's mm-hmm. there's a lot of confusion with it like i remember a friend of mine he was like i do not see how you liked ready player one i was confused the whole time and i was like well <laughs> you don't you don't really play video games you don't know a lot about the 90s like 
So, yeah, I mean, it's free guy is the same thing, but I think I think you could enjoy free guy a little bit more than you could ready player one. Because it's funnier, and Ryan Reynolds makes it funnier. Well, and they don't go too far into the realm of let's bring uh, the Iron Giant into this thing. Let's bring the right. DeLorean, right. you know. So, yeah. But great, cho- right. great choice. I could have put free guy uh, farther down, but I think, which takes the number two spot, in my opinion, the Suicide Squad beat that out okay. 100% okay. Suicide Squad, brother. I was not a fan. I'm of- glad that they redid it. I'm glad oh, that they redid it. Me too. And here we go again with the John Cena. John Cena was great in this. I, I don't necessarily disagree. I don't agree nor disagree. I'm neutral about your claim that John Cena is a bad actor. He's not mm. good, but he's not the worst. I guess you could say he's kind right. of mutual. Um, but I thought he was kind of terrible in the new Fast and Furious, which is why that did not make my top 10 um, or my honorable right. mentions. But yeah, John Cena in this as, as, as Peacemaker was fantastic. Idris Elba was great. You had the Margot Robbie, great. But the one th- thing that took it from me was um, Sylvester Stallone coming in. I thought that was right. brilliant. I thought, but the whole movie was was great. I was not a fan of the Will Smith one. Um, I thought that was kind of dopey, right. a, little, a little boring, if yes. you ask me. I was like, it's a little boring. Yeah, and Jared Leto's Joker. I'm not a huge fan of Jared Leto's Joker either. I don't, I, I'm not a comic nerd, so I don't understand what happens in any comics. So I thought they mm. kind of made the Suicide Squad, the one with Will Smith, kind of gothic. And I don't know if they kind of went that way in the comics, but I didn't, I didn't like it. But this one, I, I enjoyed 100%. At the, at the end of the movie, I was like, damn, that was a good DC movie. And, and, and that's bad to say because DC, they make some good movies, you know, here and there, they, they have a lot of misses. But there's a few times right. where they have hits. But Suicide Squad was definitely, um, I mean, it made top two. So, I mean, not, not much to say else about Suicide Squad. It was fantastic. Great story, too. And my number one of 2021, I anticipated from the beginning of the year. And I could not wait until it came out to see it. And I have seen it three times. Oh, wow. And that would be and that would be Ghostbusters Afterlife. My oh. expectations were my expectations were extremely low. But you also got to remember that I'm an 80s kid. So the, the original Ghostbusters is like one of my favorite movies. Mine too. 100%. And, that's one of those, and that's one of those things where you either love that movie or you're like, yeah, you know, you can live, live without, you know, you either get Bill Murray or you don't. That's the point. Yeah. And then and then you fast forward. They should have called this movie Ghostbusters 3, but I understand why they did. OK, I understand it because of the fact that if you call it Ghostbusters 3, that implies that the characters from Ghostbusters 1 and 2 will be in there and you see the trailer and you don't see them anywhere right then you're confused you you know what i mean then you're confused and you're like well why is freaking paul rudd in there like what does paul rudd have to do with anything so you see paul rudd and you're like why is paul rudd being chased by a by one of uh you know gozer's dogs or whatever so like you're you're (laughs) you know you're wondering what the hell's going on here and then you're wondering who these freaking kids are and then when you find all that out and then Uh. when you find out what the whole movie's then you're like 
I mean, I cried during this movie, man. Really? I did. <laughs> I cried. I cried. And I'll tell you, the it's not a spoiler to tell you that the moment I cried when a little girl is shooting the ghost with the thing at the end with, with the, uh, the proton pack and there's an extra hand that helps. Okay. So that, that, that's, that's without giving a spoiler right okay. there. Okay. <laughs> uh, when, when I saw that extra hand come and help her hold the proton pack, man, I lost it. I freaking lost. It. Okay. You know, and my, my, my sons are with me making fun of me. What's wrong with you? I'm like, <laughs> I, you don't understand. You know, you don't understand at all. But yeah, that's my that's my absolute number one movie of 2021. Okay. Now, I have not seen it for the reasons that you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Ghostbusters is one of my favorite movies of all time. <clears throat> so and you're is, worried. And yeah, because I'll tell you why. The movie that did it for me that makes me worried every time is Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber was one of my right. favorite movies of all time. They released Dumb and Dumber to like 2012 2013 and it right. was a stinker mm-hmm. and it made me hate the first one so much right which is, which is unfair it, but with this one i'm this i feel the same way i'm scared because i'm like man ghostbusters one has such a tiny piece of my heart a little bit that yes. this is going to come up and it's going to kill because ghostbusters 2 eh, take it or leave it it was okay yeah you're right exactly but, i'm with you but this but I, I was there. But you, you, you went to the theaters, paid money, and saw it three times. It. And listen, this is very important. I'm a cheapskate. Understand? <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> okay. So, for me to have paid to see this thing three times, right, is saying something. I always judge a movie on if it's if it was a direct to Netflix kind of thing. I always. Mm-hmm judge the movie on whether or not i'll see I'll, I'll i would watch it twice within the same like week or so okay mm-hmm. if, if if i want to see it again that badly then it was a damn good movie right that's how i feel about tiktok boom tick 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 boom i want my wife to watch it with right because really? i watched it okay. alone all right where whereas if it's in the theaters i judge it as to would i pay money to go see it again and i have paid money to see this thing three times would you go a fourth exactly oh yeah <laughs> so i mean my so, wife will I, well, we're getting close to christmas now so my right. wife won't let me go see it a fourth time but <laughs> but honestly dude i i if somebody said to me you know somebody called me right now and said hey al you want to you want to go see ghostbusters i haven't seen it yet i'm like i'm your man i'm in it was awesome because I saw it the the second time I saw st- I saw stuff that I missed the first yeah. time. I'm not you know what I mean, and and it's one of those you, you're a fan of Marvel movies, right? And yeah. one of the cool things about Marvel movies is they have that extra scene at the end. Yeah, like a post credit scene. Post credit scene. Uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife has a post credit scene. Hmm. So. Paul Rudd does not take anything away from the movie, which I I I I no, I, I he's actually Paul a minor character. He's really? actually a minor. Character. Really, the trailer makes him look. I know right. the trailer makes him look like the star of the movie. He's actually minor. Okay, he is. He so, doesn't take away from it at all. So, a person that's a fan of the original Ghostbusters, you would tell me to watch Afterlife. 
yes, every Ghostbuster friend that I have begged me to go see it before I saw it because they saw it when it came out. I didn't see it the the opening right. night. And that that night, I got text message after text message after text message saying, you need to see Afterlife. Because I was just like you, I swear to God. I was like, no. Because after what happened with the with the one with the, with the women, with, oh and my respect to them, they're all, all, all four of them are funny girls. Like Kate McKinnon, I love Kate McKinnon, all right? But all, you know. That was a bad them, movie. Um, <laughs> are, are, Stop, terrible. stop, stop praising it. That was a goddamn terrible movie. It was it didn't even need to be. But what I'm telling you is this movie erases that out of your head. Like they they, they pretend that, that movie doesn't exist. You understand? So this is a direct sequel from the third one. Somewhat. This is a direct sequel from the second movie, yes. Okay. Of course, be albeit it's 30 or 40 years later, but it's but still it's still, still a direct sequel. Correct. You find out what they've all been up to. You find out what's going on and you find out, you know, quite obviously that, you know, Gozer is, you know, fit to make a comeback. Okay. I'm going to take your word on it. I'm going to go see it. Trust me. I'm going to go see it. Trust me. My number one. You're not going to be this. Yeah. What's your number one? My number one. You can watch it now on HBO Max. Before I tell you what it is, the reason Mm. I picked this movie because I am a giant, giant Will Smith fan. Watch every movie Will Smith comes out. I've seen them all, probably numerous times. I knew nothing about tennis. I knew nothing about Venus or Vanessa Williams, but King Venus Richard. Venus and Serena. Venus and Serena. Mm-hmm. King Richard on HBO Max is the greatest movie I have seen in probably the past two years. This movie is unbelievable. And this is coming from someone that doesn't watch sports other than wrestling. I knew nothing about it, but because it had Will Smith in it, I had to at least pay my dues and respect the man and watch it. And man, I, I I have watched this numerous times. This movie is 100%. This this movie is fantastic. It has, it has a little bit of the tennis. I mean, sure. It has tennis in it, but you're looking yeah. at the the man Richard, which is their father, and you're looking at right. this dude was beaten because he was trying to show his kids that you don't let right. anyone talk you down. And this is not a spoiler because it's a true story. There's a point in the movie, yeah. man, where they want <coughs> – excuse me, I'm getting over cold. There was one – whoever uh, – Venus – Venus was going, they wanted her pro. And they're like, look, mm-hmm. she, has a, she has a $4 million contract for two years right here. He goes, no, she's worth $10 million. And you're like, oh, my God, he's going to ruin it for himself. And so they said, you're risking her going pro over $6 million when, when you already have $4 million, which is 10 times more than what you already have. And he goes, yes, mm-hmm. I know what my daughter's worth. And then it goes on to the end. And then she signs like a hundred million dollar contract at like 14 years old. And I'm like, holy crap. This movie was beyond, beyond what I'm putting it as this. I mean, it was, it was unbelievably good. Well, obviously, cause it's your number one. It's my, I mean, it was unbelievable. 
Um, I'm telling you, dude, we were we were brothers separated at birth because King Richard's in my honorable mentions. I haven't seen it yet, but okay. I'm basing that based on the trailer. Right. I'm basing it based on the trailers. Yeah. Now, now, you know, because I am, I am a big sports guy, but I also love Will Smith. And I, I, I'm thinking to myself, there's no way that movie can be wrong. So, that, or, so that's why I put it in my honorable mention. Now, I will say something. The trailer does predict this movie to go a different way. I, when I saw the trailer, mm -hmm. the reason I wanted to watch it was because it made the father, Will Smith, look like he abused his children. That's the way the trailer makes it that puts it off. If you don't know nothing about sports, you wouldn't know that. And I watched it. I right. said, oh, my goodness, Will Smith as an abuser. This is going to be a different role that I've never seen him do before. I'm definitely going to watch it. And then when I watched seriously, it, it because. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, well, seriously, because, you know, if you know anything about Will Smith personally, I mean, his kids are his world, you know. Right. And then when you get in there, you're like, oh, that's not abusing children. It has nothing to do with the abuse of children, which he doesn't even abuse in the movie, which the trailer predicted in a way that I thought was going to be good. But then I, was, I could have been right. disappointed and said, what, what? But then it just, it took over and I was like, wow. Because I was, because it's, it's almost three hours long. It's like two and a half hours, which breaks the breaking point for me. I think a movie should right. be like a hundred minutes, maybe an hour 40, hour 45. Um, but right. I was planning on watching half the first night and probably the half the next day but i ended up watching mm -hmm. the entire movie that night just because it was that right. good had that my it had my attention that much awesome i'm gonna check it out then all right so now what we're gonna do um i'm gonna put take my honorable mentions out of here and i'm just gonna do since your honorable mentions is movies that you're excited for you haven't seen yet i'm gonna do that with yeah. mine and so Got it. The movies that I'm most anticipating to watch that I haven't seen yes. that either have been yet released or I just haven't had time to watch them. Yes. Go first. Oh, you want me to go first? Yeah, sure. Let go first. You, you, uh, you let us off. Well, my first and form my first and foremost is uh, Matrix Re Resurrections. Mm, that's on my list. That's on my uh, list. I, I cannot listen. If you go see Ghostbusters Afterlife, they have a full trailer of Matrix Resurrections. Mm -hmm. Now, and it makes me want to see it even. It makes me want to see it even more. Now, here is my problem. I want to see the Matrix because I enjoyed the first one, two and three. And this, this is where this is where I get a little bias here. Two and three are kind of the mm -hmm. same exact thing. The first Matrix is. You don't have to watch yeah. two and three because it's the same thing. My problem sure. is, is the fourth one going to be a reproduction of two and three and just be the same thing the first one is? That's from what I saw. Well, from what I saw with the trailer, no. Okay. Because it, it takes it in a completely different level. Because anybody who's seen the Matrix trilogy, and I treat, that's the thing with the Matrix trilogy. When you're comparing part two and part three to, to part one, um, you got to look at that particular trilogy as one whole three-part movie. Sure. That does that make more sense? It makes kind of like Back to the Future. Most people don't like Back to the Future two and three as much as they do Part one. All right, most people. There's 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 people that go nuts because Part two they go to the future and whatnot. But if you look at Back to the Future trilogy 
as one three-part movie, then the entire thing is awesome. Okay. Okay. I see that because I'm going to watch, I'm going to rewatch the trilogy before I watch the fourth one, just because I'm anal about that stuff. I have to watch them in order. Yeah. And, uh. and they just, they, 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 the continuities there with the three of them, they were made relatively close together. It wasn't like they're five, five years apart. Some trilogies are five years apart. And then, you know, the, the actors will visibly look different or older. Um, they made all three Matrix movies within like two or three years of each other right. like combined. So all the actors and actresses involved, like to tell the story that they were trying to tell, it had to be three movies. Now, the, this whole thing with Resurrections is somebody who's a fan of the Matrix, bought the rights to make, uh, you know, another one, got everybody involved except for Lawrence Fishburne of course got everybody involved got Keanu Reeves in got the, the girl that played Trinity I forget her name got everybody involved and then you're thinking to yourself well you see them in the trailer and you're like well wait a minute at the end of part three like they're both dead mm-hmm. so how the hell is that well it's called resurrection so you're gonna I guess you're gonna figure that out and then the, the stuff that they show like they gave you just a little bit of a taste of the special effects and different things that they got going on in it. I'm like, man, this is gonna be this is gonna be cool. This is gonna be fun. You know what I mean? And you know, I know that's that's opposite of what I said about Ghostbusters, where I was like, I was so scared to see it, but then once I saw it, it was great. My expectations are too high for the Matrix. Okay. Now, now here's <laughs> that's here's, why I put it in honorable mint. Here's here's my question with the Matrix, the new one. You, we, we all know Lawrence Fishburne is supposedly not a part of it, but do you think they're doing a secret Marvel thing like they do? Do you think Lawrence Fishburne Maybe. is actually going to be a part of it, but they're just keeping it away from you? Because Maybe, I don't know. But the trailer that I saw, I mean, he's nowhere to be found. Okay. The Matrix was so, on mine. I mean, if it's if it's hush hush, I don't yeah. know. It's but but the Matrix was on mine, which is the Matrix Resurrections. The only it comes one out on Christmas comes out on Christmas. So I have you've got 20 days to watch the first three, which you can watch all three in the first in one day. I mean, they're not long, uh, but yeah, the, the only other one I have on my most anticipated movies to watch. Mm-hmm. And you have to, you know, I have to put it here, brother. Is Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah, that's on my list. Ooh, boy. I, I, uh, it's I, on my list. I am on, I just finished Spider Man 3. I'm on the amazing Spider Man right now. I'm going to, wa- I'm watching them all back to back. So you're leading your way into I'm, it. Yes, I am because I full heartedly believe Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are in this movie 100%. Oh, yeah, they are. I, but, I, I don't know that for a fact. But no, I, mean, I don't it, know that it, for a fact. Not. But, but, but here is where I go at mm-hmm. Marvel is going to have a hand up their ass if they fail the fans. If they have portrayed it and they have they're, – they're not saying they're in it, but they're not not saying they're in it, if that makes sense. Okay. They're, they're not saying no, they're not in it. What they're doing is they're playing with you. People that think Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are going to show up in the final trailer, which I think is dropping next week, are absolutely okay. out of their minds. They're not going to show no, they up. Won't. They're not going to, because what's the point? 
they're gonna this is going yeah. to put butts it's much more feet. fun to, this is, to be like what you're gonna get that wow moment if they don't show them at all if they make you think they're not in them yes it's gonna put butts in seats but here's the thing if they don't put them in there there could be a riot against marvel fans i think 100 because it's, it's kind of like the cm punk thing there yeah. was just speculation and if there wasn't that chicago crowd was absolutely going to go nuts um, and I, I think it's the same way here. I think it's, you know, dude, I have expected, I was watching that live with my son because we, you know, you know, we were, we were told or led to believe it was going to be in Chicago and there's going to be CM Punk. And when that music hit, I still didn't believe it until he walked out. I actually thought they'd do a thing where, where MJF would come out to that music. Yeah. How much of a big heel move would that have been in Chicago to come out to cult of personality? Holy hell. I mean, he would have been booed worse than any guy ever in history of wrestling. There probably would have been back in the day where fans drew oh, guns at riot. the heels. They I mean, it would have been crazy. <laughs> he would but have got no. a beer bottle stuck <clears throat> in his head. But no, I you, I full-heartedly believe. I'm not, a, I, I'm not saying this for sure. I don't have no insights. I don't, I'm not that big but i'm just saying they have to be in this movie it makes oh, sense yeah. that they're in this movie because why is the green goblin in it why is doc ock in it why is lizard why? there has Everybody. to be sandman sure they don't have to be they don't have to be in the full i think they i think they said the movie was going to be like two hours and 45 minutes which is fucking long as crap but you kind of wonder if it's the last spider-man for a while then you know but not well, that they won't well, you know what they're doing, don't you? Do you hear the news? What they're doing? They signed on for three more uh, Spider-Man movies, and what the original plan was, and I think they're actually uh, sorting this out now. With, the original, with Holland, <clears throat> with, with Holland, with, with Tom Holland. The original plan, and I yeah. think they're doing the original plan, was to have the first three movies of Tom of Peter Parker in high school. The second, mm -hmm. the second series, or the next three was going to be him in right. uh, college. And the final three, which there's going to be like, I think there was going to be nine total, was going to be wow. the final showdown of Spider-Man as an adult and Peter Parker. And you're going to see the twists and turns of how he finally went from high school to a full-on superhero. And right. I think I think that's what they're doing because they signed on for three more with Holland. So I don't know, man. I I am. I have not bought my tickets yet. Hopefully, they're not because I live in such a rural area of Mississippi that they're not selling okay. out. They're not selling out, right. so I will be able. Hopefully, we'll be able to see the movie. Um, because <clears throat> the crazy thing is, I was looking at you know times. They're playing the Spider-Man movie on Thursday at two o'clock in the afternoon. Like right. it, it's they expect it to be that giant. And I'm just like, if I have sure. to, I would go see a two o'clock movie on a Thursday. <laughs> it's also opening on Christmas weekend too, right? Right, right. And that though you want it, if, so, I mean, it's up against create, the Matrix. Right. I mean, or the Matrix is up against Spider-Man. Oh, there! I'm telling you right now. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, the Matrix is gonna do good, but it's. I think Spider-Man is gonna overblow it out of the. It's water. not gonna do Spider-Man. It's You're right. not. You're going absolutely to do right Spider there. It, it, you could have fucking Dwayne Johnson in a new Matrix. <laughs> it's not going to overdo the Spider Man. I'm sorry, it's not. No, you're uh, right. You're right. All right. So, you have any more on your anticipated list? 
I have one. I have one more honorable mention, okay. and it's um, I just I seen a trailer for it, and you got to understand that I'm a big, huge fan of of Al Pacino. Okay. And the guy, you know, and the guy's gonna keep acting until he's dead. You know, yeah. it's, it's 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 come to you know it's come to that point. Now. It's like Robert De Niro. Right. <laughs> and so he's he's in a movie that's out at theaters right now. I'm not gonna go pay see it. I'm gonna wait until it um it's available to see it at home. You know, I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm skeptical about it, but at the same time, the trailers that I've seen, I I actually do want to see it. And that's called The House of Gucci. Oh, that's um, with, with Lady Gaga. With, uh, Lady Gaga, Lady Gaga playing playing that title role. Um, the stories that I've heard about Gucci was when she was damn near a mob boss, right. <laughs> businesswoman who I mean basically was ruthless and powerful and amazing and you know and uh, I saw a mini uh, mini thing like it was one of those mini vignettes about right about the making of the movie where they talked at where they talked to Gaga, where they talked to Penelope Cruz, who's in it also, and it made me want to see it more, because they're like, oh my god, it's it's everything about a movie that you, like, it's a popcorn movie, it's every everything about a movie you, that you want to entertain you for a couple of hours, it's in this movie, so it's like, they had so much fun making it, and, you know, it's it's based on, loosely based on a true story from the real Gucci, and, you know, but she, you know, but it's, uh, you know, and she and and Gaga is becoming a pretty damn good actress. I mean, you know, she she's obviously one of the best, the greatest artists in the world as far as her music goes. But like, I saw the movie. I saw the um, what a the Star heck was that born. movie with uh, a Star Is Born with Bradley Cooper? That was pretty. She was pretty damn good in that. Mm -hmm. And and um, so I mean, she. You know, the trailer that I saw and everything like that, I was like, you know, they saw they saw they had a full length trailer before uh, before Ghostbusters. And I was like, man, you know what? I want to see that. I do want to. So I put it on my honorable minute. Well, Al, is there anything else you would like to uh, talk about before we uh, end this podcast? We've been going on about two hours. <laughs> we could talk all day. If well, we you know, to. you know, somebody <laughs> said that. Yeah. Somebody said to me, oh, I need you for about 45 minutes to an hour. We're good. <laughs> no, man. I had a blast. I had a blast, man. I could talk movies with you all night or whatever. You know, it's, it's, I had a blast because you and I seem to have the same kind of taste, similar taste to, in movies. So, you know, we could we could talk all night about movies, but man, I had a blast being on your show. Absolutely, brother. Cool, man. I am coming up with some new ideas uh, for because obviously my audience ranges and obviously I do, you know, movies and music is my main passion, but I do movies and basically anything that I feel that is interesting, I will do it. Um, but people and the fans and the audience seem to love anytime I do any type of music or actor anything like that. And so I'm coming up with, with some uh, new ideas and you're going to be the first on the list and I will pass out all the information. You know, I was thought about doing uh, the best nostalgia movies of all time, uh, stuff like that. And I think you would be a good pick to, uh, to, to do to a couple of these in the near future. Oh, anytime, man. I'm anytime, man. I love, I love talking movies and, you know, uh, once upon a time in a, prior life i was a movie critic i think <laughs> uh, if i could get good if i could get paid to go to movies and 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 then 
give and people worry about my opinion, you know, like they used to with uh, Siskel and Ebert. Right. Um, that would be a, that would be a dream job too. I mean, you know, I, I I mentioned before about being a broadcaster, but man, being a movie critic, that's dream job number two. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm also planning on doing some uh, some wrestling stuff, and so I'm going to get you. I think uh, I'm going to get Irvin back on. We're going to be just be chatting about AEW, doing some reviews, and so uh, we'll get you back on in the near future, brother, and uh, we'll work something out. But look, man, it's been a blast. I appreciate you uh, doing on this. Thank and I you. know. And I apologize uh, for the hour that said we we're going to do it. We went on almost two. So. <laughs> nah, man, it was great. It was great. I had a blast, brother. And I wish you nothing but the best with uh, with your podcast and uh, and uh, whatever you want to do. And I hope you have a. If I don't talk to you between now and then. I hope you have a, right. a happy happy Christmas and happy New Year as well. Brother, all the same back to you. I wish you all the luck in uh, your YouTube 2M1L Media. Again, all that's going to be in the description. I'm going to get with you. Uh, it's going to go up next week. Um, not this Monday, but the next Monday. And I'll get with you before that and get all the information. You can send me all the links. And so all that's going to be in the bottom of the description box on YouTube and in the podcast. But Al, appreciate you, brother. All the same back to you, brother. Much love. Thanks, man. All right, episode four of Hawkeye. I'm happy to say that the series is getting better. Um, for a while. <laughs> series was really really slow but sadly there's only like a couple of more episodes left until the finale and i'm hoping if they bring it back for a second season that they've learned um kind of their lesson about because i i I just feel that their movies are so great but then their tv shows they lack the creativity I, i don't understand why but so season four sorry episode four of season one um, basically starts, I mean, it starts off exactly where episode three, um, ended. And that was when Hawkeye goes into Haley Steinfeld's apartment with her and they're, you know, looking up, um, on her mom's security system, trying to find out information about this certain person. I'm trying to get, not give away any kind of spoilers. Um, so, and then her stepdad comes with the, with the sword, yada, yada. Well, they figure out that Hawkeye's an Avenger, and so they kind of just let him go, and then her mom's like, hey, why don't you just keep Bishop out of the, Bishop is Haley Steinfeld, why don't you just keep her out of the investigation, and then she later calls these people and, you know, tells them of the situation that, yada, yada. Well, then there's a watch that's missing that Hawkeye's needing, and he finally figures out that it is coming from um, Barton and, 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 and or, or, sorry, Lopez. And what Lopez is, she is the, um, she is the deaf, um, the deaf character that um, was looking for Ronan the entire time. And, I still don't understand or know who who the villain is in this. I don't really know if it's a stepdad, if it's um, 
Black Black Widow's sister, or if it's if it's this um, this Lopez character, you don't really know. Um, so they go in and they they break into Lopez's apartment and and they you know they figure out that she has the watch, but they also figure out that she is keeping eye on Hawkeye's family, has notes all about it, and then uh, Haley Steinfeld and Lopez get to go and they get to they fight each other and then. Uh, Hawkeye's on top of the roof fighting the other people and then out of the blue, out of the darkness, this person that Hawkeye was fighting the entire time unmasked and it was um, Yelena Belova, which is the um, which is Black Widow's sister. Now this is this is my problem. Like I said, I don't know who the villain is. I think they're just trying to throw all this stuff at you at once. Um, I just think the stepdad is doing some... Um, he's doing some sketchy stuff. So maybe he's not technically the villain. Um, but I don't know. But I am just happy the the the, the, the show is getting a little better. Um, the last episode was probably my favorite with the arrows. There was That was a lot of action in there and that... Show went by a lot more quickly. Um, so, show was getting pretty good. Um, we're just going to see what the final two episodes have in store. Um, so, you're going to get those every week. And let's go ahead and um, let's just end this, huh? <laughs> I'm sick with a cold, as you guys heard in the beginning of the podcast. Um, sick with a cold. So, yeah, Hawkeye Episode 4. Wasn't the best. Episode 3 was the best so far. Um, but I'm glad to see the show taking a new space.